CP for three podcast is back again with Jack Bergamini. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing good today, CP. You know, my day was became much better when I woke up this morning and I realized that the NBA is officially back, which is such great news. I mean, they announced this new format, which is going to be eight, eight more regular season games. They're inviting 22 teams. And if they're going to have like a playing tournament, kind of like the World's Cup. So if like the ninth seed is after these eight regular season games, if the ninth seed is four games within um, the eighth seed in terms of record, they're, they're going to have a play-in. So the ninth seed would have to win two games versus the eighth seed to get that eighth seed spot. And the eighth seed would only have to have to win one game versus the ninth seed to remain in the eighth seed. So I think that, that I mean, it's really, it's, we've never seen anything like this before in the NBA. This is huge news. I mean, it's a totally different format. They've, been, they've had the old format for so long. I mean, this is, this is change and it's really exciting. What do you think about it? Well, before I get into the NBA, I just want to say before we get before we get into NBA stuff, I just want to say that I think that this is exactly what the country needs right now, especially with all this uh, racial injustice and protests going on. That we need something to cheer for, and I think that these NBA players using their platforms, such as uh, Malcolm Brogdon, for example, and uh, he's not in the NBA yet, but a guy from who graduated Harvard, Seth Towns, protesting. I feel like all these people showing their support for black America is just going to make the NBA at this time even stronger. So that's why I was even, I was so happy when I found out the NBA was coming back, but that, that just from a different standpoint, but from a pure basketball standpoint, I don't really like this format. I don't like the play in games for the four teams. Like I, that just feels weird to me. Like how can you say like an eight seed has a chance to lose out to a nine seed? Like how is that fair? But Well, here's, from I think this is what the NBA was thinking when they when they did this format, because they wanted to, they wanted this resumption of the NBA season to be as normal as possible, and so with that with that said, if the season never got canceled, there would have been what there would have been about fifteen to twenty more regular season games, right? So yeah. that, that that would give that would have given teams like let's say the Trailblazers, who in my opinion are a much or definitely a better team than let's say the Memphis Grizzlies, who are currently in the eighth seed, that would give them. A chance to actually be be the eighth seed because I think yeah. we would have a better, more competitive, I guess, round if, the, if it was Lakers versus Trailblazers. But I just think this play-in allows for an opportunity for it to be as normal as possible. Like the NBA doesn't want this this resumption of the season to be considered fake or to be con- considered like a failure. I think just from their viewpoint, it allows more teams to be more competitive for just the league to become as normal as possible as if all the teams that were playing before the season got canceled can still play and still actually compete for something. I think that's where they're coming from. So it actually makes a lot of sense, especially with the Grizzlies, because they are no, no one will argue that the Grizzlies are a worse team than the Trailblazers. It's just that point in the regular season, they're playing better. But mm-hmm. the problem I have with the NBA in this scenario is What's like the point of the regular season? The eight regular, like obviously, I agree you should have some regular season games, but I think that the NBA should just have those eight regular season games, and whoever finished with those records would go to the playoffs. I don't like the, I just don't like the play in part of it because it just seems like you got the ninth, like no one who gets the ninth seed should just be in the playoffs because they were quote unquote a better team in those two games. Like that is my opinion. Like to be honest, to be honest, in some in some years we've had the nine seed be as close as half a game behind the eight seed, mm-hmm. and we've had some years where it's like they're five games behind. Like I don't think it's fair because I could say on any given night you could win the, a nine seed could be the t- or it's uh, not true. Uh, the eight seeds have to win only twice. You said great. The eight seed would only have to win once, 
in the ninth seed would have to win twice versus the eighth seed. I could see though a nine seed beating an eight seed twice though. I, I don't see I don't see that as a crazy thing. And which to me it just that seems more fake than anything than having like say like I've seen some players say that this year's champion will be considered fake. I see that more fake if a nine seed gets in over an eight seed. I think you could also argue though if a ninth seed is beating an eighth seed twice, then does that eighth seed really deserve to be that eighth seed? I mean, you could argue that that this play this it, it could make it more fair. It's controversial. It's people are not going to like it, but I just think it, it, this was the time. To, if there was any time to try a new format, this was the time. Oh. And if, if this, let's say this doesn't work at all. And we just see this play in as like, it's a total gimmick and it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like a worse team ends up being the eighth seed gets completely swept by the bucks in the East and gets completely stepped, swept by LeBron in the West. They could just abandon this, but I mean, if it works out, and this is this is the way Zion gets in the actual playoffs, and ha- we have a LeBron versus Zion first round, that could be a huge success. From a TV standpoint, that would be a huge success, which I think that's what a lot of is about. But I agree with you one hundred percent. This is the best time to experiment, even though that we're experimenting. I'm not saying it's going to happen every year. I just I just still have this belief that if you're nine seed, you shouldn't get in, but. I should, it's interesting. I'll give you that. I think it, I honestly think we could see some really interesting matchups, especially because we still forget there's still eight regular season games. So one of these teams, whoever, honestly, this could show who's been working out this whole quarantine the best of their ability, who's ready to go. And I think we're going to see a lot of big surprises during this. I think that the level of play might actually go up just because of how motivated all these players have been because they want to play also. It's not just they're out there for the money. They love the game of basketball. And to be out of something you love for so long really sucks. And I think that it, they're just going to be so – everyone's going to be so excited. There's going to be just a huge adrenaline rush during this. And I think it's honestly going to be – I'm just so happy it's coming back. That's my point. Yeah, that really makes sense because, I mean, I think you could talk about the playing field and how it's going to be more fair than ever, actually. Because all these teams, they've had a huge break. And there are, none of them have – like most of them haven't been able to really play like five on five basketball, obviously. So they're all coming back. Home court advantage is completely gone, completely gone. So let's say like the, the Lakers, they don't have that staple center like energy to help them uh, play better or the Bucks or like teams that play, teams that fought in the regular season for those records to become the higher seed. They don't have that anymore. And so it, it almost like gives an advantage to these lower seeds who weren't going to have, the, their home crowd behind them in game sevens it almost gives them an advantage because it's like just ever it's just more fair so we could really honestly see during these playoffs who the truly the better teams team is in terms of just a basketball standpoint and you get rid of all those other factors so i was watching the, i love the point you bring out about the home court advantage i was watching an interview with mark cuban and the man interviewing him said that asked Mark Cuban on a possibility of playing games outdoors. So I know they're in Orlando, but have they announced if they're going to play games outdoors? Because I think that could have a, a huge impact because it's very different playing outdoor basketball versus indoor basketball. And what will the, I'm just curious, are they going to be pumping crowd noise for TV ratings? Or if you shoot in an empty arena, it is very weird to shoot in it. It's not just normal because the depth perception, like this is all stuff that plays a big part that no fans really think about. Like, what do you think about that? In terms of level of play, I think that first off the the outdoors thing. I mean that is certainly an interesting idea, but I don't I don't think 
Adam Silver would ever really seriously consider that just because they already have so much change going on. I don't think they would want like another factor of change that could be accused of having a fake champion, like the wind and stuff and how like you sh- I, don't, I don't think they would want to have to deal with that, but it's certainly interesting. But if you're just talking about going inside, yeah, it is, it is totally different to shoot, as you said, like the perception and it's going to definitely affect these teams. But I guess the one positive you could look out of this is that it's every team is having to deal with these, bad this bad situation like it's not it's not like the lakers are going to be better equipped to play with no fans than let's say the mavericks or something like that like every team it's an unideal situation so i think that's that's where there's hope in terms of how fair it would be because it's it's more everyone's having to deal with this it's not just a few teams yeah all right on to the next point do you really think this would give the lower seeds a better chance of success honestly I don't – I'm again, going back to what we were talking about before, it could level out the playing field because, I mean, as I said, there's no home court advantage. But then again, like how is it – is it actually really going to affect – like in the – let's say in the Do you East, think a team like, like the Heat, for example, like could they be better equipped to, hand, to be make a better run during this? Or Well, if the Heat, let's say, stayed a four – the paces are five. I, I mean, I'm taking the Heat in that series. I think you would too. But yeah. later, like later, if let's say the Heat make the Eastern Conference Finals and they're facing the Bucks, I think that could nece- could possibly be a huge advantage for the Heat, just because like it, the Bucks would have home court advantage if this was the regular season, and the Bucks ride off that energy. And I mean, and the Heat they wouldn't have their fans, but I mean, it would just I think it it, it creates for so much uncertainty that. Like if you have a guy like Jimmy Butler, who is one of the best like clutch performers in the league right now, it could really create for some games that go in a different direction that than they would have gone if they had fans. Yeah, that's a really good point you bring up. I honestly think that with this new format, the Heat, in my opinion, have to be just like one of the Heat and the Mavericks are two of the biggest wild cards in the NBA this year, especially in this mm-hmm. format because Luka Doncic. I feel like people don't even realize how awesome and great he actually is. And Jimmy Butler and the Heat, you have Tyler Hero, um, Duncan Robinson, like all these other players. Like Ben Adebayo was an all-star this year. Like these are legit players that we all forgot about. And I honestly think in this format, Jimmy Butler especially, I feel like he's going to be so motivated to crank his team up into um, a potential conference final spot. Like I saw he he donated – or not donated. He bought hoops for the, the whole Miami Heat yeah, team who didn't have access to – to a um, basketball hoop during this whole uh, lockdown. And I really think that just like so many of these players are going to be so like, they. I feel like another part about this is everybody is going to be watching this, whether you say you're not, you're not NBA fan or not. There's been nothing on for forever now at this point. And mm-hmm. I don't see baseball coming back before the NBA, to be honest. Yeah, not so, looking likely at all. And, exactly. And basketball, even, even if baseball does come back before, basketball is a much more popular sport, especially the professionals level, at the professional level. So everyone's going to be have these eyes on players. So not only is it going to be a time for them to show up for their personal pride, like this is all behind the scenes stuff like marketing, shoe brands, more companies are going to want to hire, I want to get these players if they perform well after all this because it's to make them look good. And I honestly think that's going to be in the back of players' minds that everyone is going to be on me. So I just can't suck. I have to, I have to try. And there's an opportunity for me to do well because everyone, the playing field is leveled in a sense. Mm-hmm, exactly. And just think about it. If Let's say every team wants to be that team that is able to say at the end of this, wow, we, we really did it. We really succeeded in this format that no one was that no one was sure about. We were the team that prevailed and was able to 
like deal with these crazy situations and we were able to succeed and let's say make the conference finals or the finals or even win the championship. Every team wants to be that team. And I just think that each team, like they all, they, as you were saying, they all want this so badly. And that brings, brings us back to another question of does this affect who we thought, who we think is going to win the NBA champion, championship? Because at this point, there's really, I think there's three main contenders, if we're being real here. You got the Lakers, you got the Bucks, and you got the Clippers. Those are the three real teams that have a chance. I think we can all agree with that. And I, again, let's say one of those teams ends up winning the championship. Then none of us will question that this format was, that was bad at all. We'll just be like, oh, okay, this is probably going to happen anyway. I mean, it it, hap- it happens. So the buck, the Bucks or the Lakers or the Clippers are a champion. Like this is this is this is fine. But then let's say like a team like let's say the Mavericks for example ends up winning the championship. Then we'll be like, wait, what? How did that happen? That that wasn't supposed to happen. This would have never happened if this was the old format. The, the the Mavs would be facing the Clippers in the first round. No way they get past them. Like so, then if that happens, then this entire thing would be viewed as a complete failure. So that's why I think every single team knows they have a better chance now. But then again, there's three main teams, and I think they have the best chance. So at the beginning of our very first prediction video for the NBA season, I had the LA Clippers win the championship, and you have the Lakers. Correct. I'm changing my prediction now to the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, well, you're changing. I'm oh. changing, yes. Okay. At this I mean, point, I'm, I'm changing. I'm not changing. I'm sticking, completely sticking with the Lakers. I think they had great momentum before the season got postponed. They looked, they really looked like they were going to steamroll to the Western Conference Finals, in my view. And then the season got canceled, and I was like, oh, man, like LeBron was on such a roll. Lakers were on such a roll. Like, this sucks. Like, now they're not going to have that momentum. But uh, if there's any player that is, is, was going to maintain his level of, like, play during quarantine, his level of conditioning, it's LeBron James. <laughs> Yes, we're not. He he's he's the one. He's not gonna have himself get out of shape because of the coronavirus. So, and there's no doubt in my mind that LeBron is gonna be able to play at an even better level than he was playing at before. Because we have to remember this: at the end of last season, he his season, LeBron's season was done like March or April. So he had that extra time to recover. He didn't have to play in the finals last year. That was like the first time in eight years he didn't have to do that. And we saw the level of play he performed at this year because he had that extra rest. Like that that was huge. And now LeBron had three more months in the middle of the season, right before the playoffs. I think we could see a LeBron that we've never seen before. And that that's just gonna be crazy to me. I agree with you hundred percent. LeBron James has every resource and everything imaginable to keep himself in shape. Plus he's the best player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why I had to change the prediction. Cause I, I still believe hundred percent in Kawhi Leonard. I feel that he's probably maintained the same level of conditioning and shape. He might've even gotten better in quarantine, but you'll never know. Cause it's Kawhi Leonard, but just based on past stuff, but something with the Clippers towards the end that just like rubbed off me in the wrong way was, even though I defended Paul George for his play, his poor play, even though it wasn't as bad as people were saying, I just can't see him bringing a level of intensity that the Clippers would need to steam over the Lakers. Because you still have to forget, it's crazy this, this year so far, is, but LeBron James, I think when Kobe Bryant sadly passed away on January 26th, I really think that rubbed a fire in his belly to make it his year to win the championship. And especially with all this going on, that's why I think it was – Part of the reason I it's think it's going to fuel his fire even more. Yeah, it fuels fire even more. And plus, when things got canceled and there was possibility, there was talks of being thrown out as a whole. I think LeBron 
said to himself, I need to have this happen. I need to win this for myself and for Kobe. I think that just added even more. And if you see the way LeBron James plays, everything rubs off on his teammates. Anthony Davis, he's going to want to win a championship. He's been told he's just been a, a player putting up ba- good stats on a bad team. bad team. And Dwight Howard, like people are saying he's not a Hall of Famer, which is crazy to me. Like if he wins a championship, how, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer regardless, but if he wins a championship, how can you say he's not? He's been around for so long, even at the tail end of his career. We're, I wouldn't, maybe this isn't the tail end. I still think he can play in the league for a little bit. But the not prime of his career, he's still able to contribute in such a great way. And you have all these other players, like Danny Green. He might win two straight championships, people are forgetting. Like all these guys want to keep adding and adding. And I don't see it with the uh, Clippers like I used to at the beginning of this year. Just something, just something about them during this whole thing just made me switch my mind to the Lakers. But – it's it's very open though. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm I'm changing it to the Lakers for that reason. I mean, you could look at it and see that Kawhi Leonard has had the most load management he's ever had in his career. So I mean, if he sits out during this regular season, that he should be fined every game for it. Yeah, I mean, you could look at it that way, and that Kawhi, you know, we'll we'll see the Terminator Kawhi. But I mean, yeah, again, back to the Lakers. I I've always seen them as the the favorite to win the championship. I just think Le- that LeBron's a smart guy. He knows. What is he? Thirty-six now. He knows he's not going to be able to play like this forever. He's he he's on, like I don't want to say he's on his last legs, but at the MVP level, he's not going to be able to play like that for what like a, like three more years. He's he's getting he's getting up there, and so I think this is really his best chance to to win a championship, especially with the Lakers. Like, isn't, wait, wait, I don't wait. want to bring up another point, but yeah, okay. isn't is Anthony Davis a free agent this year? He is a free agent. Okay, that's what I thought. So. I honestly think that I think he'll sign with the Lakers regardless, but if he doesn't, there's a really good chance that he could leave. Mm-hmm. And I think LeBron, yeah, LeBron knows that if Anthony Davis leaves, he's he yeah. who's on that team. He's yeah. traded everybody away. Exactly. So I think that's going to even add more fuel to the fire. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, this this is a perfect opportunity for the Lakers to really just take advantage of this opportunity that they have with this special format i mean they're basically locked into the one seat they're like five games ahead of the clippers clippers aren't catching up they're, they're basically locked into that one seat and even though they don't have home, home court advantage they have the best player in the world right now and and then they have like a top five player in the world with anthony davis and i just think those two combined they're gonna they're gonna know that this is their best opportunity they're probably ever gonna get his teammates ever again to win a championship and i just i just think I de- definitely think we're going to see a Lakers-Bucks finals, regardless of how the, the standings shake out. And within those eight games, I think we're going to see a Lakers-Bucks finals, which is what, again, I, th- I thought before the season started, you th- I think you thought Bucks-Clippers. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. All right, on to the, the next LeBron, as people are saying. What do you think about this idea that the NBA created this format because they wanted Zion in the playoffs? I think that it definitely makes sense. I mean, that that the NBA would want Zion in the playoffs. I mean, who wouldn't? I want Zion, Zion in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, it's just he's. We only got what like fifteen, twenty games with him in the first place. So we, right, when the season got canceled, everyone was like, "Oh, NBA is gone." But then it's also like, "Oh, we can't watch Zion play anymore." I mean, he's doing great with the Pelicans, and I just think that the NBA they definitely had in their back of their minds when they're making this format. They're like, "All right, some way we got to include Zion." I think it almost made it easier that the Pelicans were like the 10th seed. It's not like they had to reach all the way down to the 13th seed to get the Suns. Like the Pelicans were down there. Like, no, they're the 10th seed. So I think that that definitely helped Adam Silver and their justification of why they did this. 
but I'm sure I'm sure it, it definitely wasn't their back of their minds. But I also think that they wanted to include as many teams as possible just to get more support for the format and just to get more fans on board and for more money. But then again, if you if you get Zion, obviously it's going to bring in more money which is yeah. definitely a justifiable reason of why we'd want Zion in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm sure it played a part in it, but it wasn't – I'm sure it wasn't, like, the main reason. I'm sure they, Adam Silver just wanted the NBA back. Yeah, I agree with you. One thing I was thinking about when I kept hearing about the Zion, the only reason they're doing this re- – not even a reach, but having the 22 teams to get Zion is – remember this time last year and from, like, January to now, how the obsession the world had of Zion mm-hmm. and about, like – his his season at Duke was just so memorable, and I still find it crazy. Is we he he's he's nowhere near as t- talked about as he much as he was last year, but what he did last year is still carrying over in a sense. If he had a horrible start of the season, no one would have this. Like he created such a great vibe, and he brought so much energy forward from one year to the next. And I think that he's going to continue doing that. And I honestly think that I'm rooting for the Pelicans to get that eight seed. Because mm-hmm. I don't want him in the playoffs. I honestly think that this could pave, really pave the way for the next great NBA legend. What do you think about that, Tate? It's a talk- I think, yeah, this is it's it's a perfect story, honestly. Like if let's say yeah. Zion makes yeah. the playoffs in his first year, I mean, we've seen stars like Anthony Davis and even Carl Anthony Towns, like they could not make the playoffs for their life during their first few seasons. Like it was like, when are they going to make it? It's, it's Devin Booker. I mean, finally he's made it. But it's like all these stars, like they never make the playoffs. And it's just like, are they really stars? So they can't make the playoffs. Like they're not doing something right. And for, yeah. Z- for finally Zion Williamson, his first year to make the playoffs as an NBA player, that, that is significant. Even if they, it's a play-in, it's still significant because we're going to see more of Zion. We're gonna, it's the start of his great career that he's going to have. And he has a, they have a really good chance to make the eighth seed. Yeah. I think the Pelicans team as a whole is just really underrated with Zion. Brandon Ingram had a breakout year as an all-star. Lonzo, Drew Holiday. Like, I think this could be a decent team for a couple of years to come but as these guys keep growing and developing together. So the Pelicans are definitely going to be a team we're going to want to keep our eyes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, just, totally, I could totally see, like the, the, let's say the Grizzlies, I could totally see them falling apart because they had one of the – they have one of the hardest schedules, I think, like in with this continued season. Like they play the they play the Pelicans twice, the Grizzlies. So those are going to be two huge games. They play like the Celtics, they play the Jazz. These are hard teams. So I, I could definitely see the Pelican. I mean, excuse me, the what the, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Yeah. Sorry, the Grizzlies falling out of the eighth seed, and let's say the Pelicans or the Blazers going back up. Because I do think, in my opinion, I think the Pelicans or the Blazers would be more exciting and they're more talented than let's say the John Morant led Grizzlies. I agree with you. All right, on to the next point. So what do you think about the scheduling of this eight games? Are they just going to pick games out of a hat, or are they going to do it based pre-corona? So this is basically how it's going to – I was reading about this earlier, actually. So this is basically how it's going to work. So they're just going to be – they're going to continue the schedule that they had, like the next eight games that they would have played. But let's say they're playing a a team like the Knicks or something that aren't in the playoffs. They're just going to skip that game and go to the next game and just – the next and there will just be eight games from that so if they if if on the, their schedule it's like the Knicks or the Pistons they'll just skip that game and just play the next team that's in, included in the 22 team bubble so that's okay. how it's going to work but it does bring up a good point of how 
like teams have played a different amount of games. Like some teams have played like 65 games. Some have played like 67. Some have, some have played 63. Like how is that going to work? Because it's not all even. So that's definitely a question that the NBA is going to have to answer because that could lead to like an unfair advantage for some team with the percentage wise. Honestly, it's, it's definitely, I, I'd be shocked if it isn't brought up, but I don't think it should be an issue because each team has had the same amount of rest since their last game. And I know how hard and physical NBA games are on players, but it's not like you haven't had the same time to adjust and rest as every other team. I remember the NBA had a thing a couple about a month ago where they were allowing practice, practice facilities to be open in areas where the quarantines were being lifted. But a lot of NBA, but no NBA team has went it went in the practice facility before the other. So it's like no one really had an advantage as a whole team was. It was more just individual players on that team. So I honestly think that it shouldn't be an issue. But I'd be shocked if it wasn't. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, the schedule. I think that. The good thing about it now is there's going to be no like free games anymore. There's going to be no more yeah. games against the Cavs or the Warriors, like an easy win. Every single regular season game is going to be like a playoff game because if you're already in the playoffs, you're not going to want to lose games and get your seed lower. And then if you're not currently in the playoffs, you're going to be playing your butts butt off to get back into the playoffs or have a chance to play in to get into the playoffs. Like there are no more free games. Every single game is going to be a competitive game, which I think is a huge plus. We finally we, we're not going to have we're not going to have any more of those blowouts versus the lottery teams anymore, which I think is which which is just a great opportunity for these teams and the NBA. I honestly feel like that there's still going to be players who are doing load management during this, and it's going to. It's going to annoy me when it happens. What do you think about that? Can you still see like a Kawhi Leonard or even LeBron, for example, because he's pretty much uh, has the first season lock. Could you see him doing that or other players? That would be hilarious if anyone did. But the only player I really can see like doing that is any player on the Lakers or the Bucks or like maybe the Raptors, any team like at, towards the end of the eight games, if they're locked in their, into their spot, that's the only time I can see it. Like even like the, the if if the Clippers have the if Quinlan has the audacity to sit out a game when they're not guaranteed like the two spot, that's going to be the most like ridiculous load management thing I've ever seen. Like that would be that would be absolutely hilarious if he did that, and that would just be a classic Kawhi Leonard move. But I don't think no, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is going to like let's say okay. sit out the first game. I, Maybe, I think, yeah, definitely not the first game. Yeah. But like I could totally, see, I just have a feeling that like they're going to still talk about the load management stuff that goes on in the NBA. And I ho- hopefully they don't, but I still, I just, I feel like that's just like a forgotten thing. But as soon as next season starts around and we're back into the normal state, oh, yeah. people are going to start talking about that. Like they did this whole year until this happens. Oh yeah. It'll, it'll be, be back. It'll yeah. Be back. It's and never going to go away. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's just going to get, it's going to be more and more common, honestly, unless the NBA implements rules that will like find teams or punish them. I mean, players want the rest. They don't, they see the regular season as pointless, like, and, and that they have a point, but it, as fans, it just frustrates us. It's an insane point. Let's get to our next thought. I honestly think that because of this, there's going to be a significant case for the NBA to shorten its season to like something that's 65 games for the regular season because this year is going to go from uh, July 31st to, I think, October was it October? 12th. October 12th. October 12th. Okay. And so that's when the, it's going to go on. And obviously, they're probably going to give them about another month and a half. This next season, my guess, will start around Christmas time. 
maybe maybe a little before, but right roughly right around there. And then it's going to uh, – has anybody laid out their new plan for next season or is it just the thought that they're going to start on Christmas? It's just basically I think the plan is they're going to – like after October twelfth, they're slowly gonna have the, the lottery. Then they'll have the draft. Then they'll have free agency. Like I don't know specifically what months, but that's the order it's gonna go. And then okay. however long that takes, then the season will restart. But there's no like specific plan of how many months it'll be until the okay. season. Yeah. But I can honestly just see this becoming a sixty-five game season, like five years from now. People are gonna use this as an example and say that the level of basketball was higher when players had more rest. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that this could trickle down to even youth basketball by this idea of playing less games as a whole. And I think this will change basketball forever in ways that I, we don't even know yet. But I think that it's a lot of, uh, there's a foundation for it. The only way I can justify having a 65 game season is if there is absolutely no more load, no load, load management. If players are still load managing with 65 games, then we failed. Then it's just, oh, we see even less of them now. Like, I think the great thing about the 82-game season is it's just a lot of games, and you can watch. You can just yeah, watch I, I like, the more you can watch. As a fan, I like 82 games. And, but not, yeah, but also, I think even – I know – I understand where you're coming from with the 65-game season, but the NBA has lost so much money this because uh, of this season. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be willing to go, go down to 65 games. I think maybe the other way they could do this, which is – been talked about a lot in the NBA circles, especially on Twitter, is how they could officially just every single year start at Christmas, as we've talked about, and then just finish finish up in June, July, which just creates as they usually do, which I, yeah. maybe could create from better ratings and more money. I mean, the NBA will do what's best for them and financially, but I mean that's that's definitely an option. But going down to 65 games, I think that would be great if we get to see our star players every single night. There's absolutely no load management. But if, because of what happened and how the league got postponed for three months, I don't know how likely that is anymore, unfortunately. This is just another thing we're talking about the NBA starting and going through the free agency, the draft in October. I think this fall has the potential to be the best sports months of all time. You know, these golf events, the NFL, college football, college basketball, the draft, the lottery. This is all in all in one slate. Like, it's going to be so much entertainment for us to watch. Like these three months of lockdown have rewarded us with all this, and I think that in some way the TV ratings are going to be off the roof. And I think we're going to have so many more basketball fans now. And I'm really happy. I'm, that could be true, but then it also worries me to the point where there's going to be so much stuff on. Where whoopee. are are people going to really tune into the NBA? Because I mean, yeah. we all know we all know football is the more popular sport, and this is going to be when football is just starting. People are going to be craving for football so badly. So that's the only part that worries me that like the ratings won't be as great for the NBA. Like I, I really hope that's not the case because I mean it's it's such a it's such a great time to watch basketball when it's playoff basketball and the atmosphere is so great. And I really hope that the ratings don't dip, but there's a really good chance they might. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know what I think about it. But for June, for July, it's in August. It's going to be off the charts, definitely, especially with, with no Olympics going on this year. So that's 100%. going to be another thing. The more, more and more coverage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if they, if the NBA does, I mean, when they do come back, they'll it'll be starting start July 31st, go through August, which will be great. We'll have the eight games. Playoffs will start mid mid August. And then it will just go through right to the finals, which I think it's going to be – it's really going to be a lot of fun. 
And I yeah. think I can't wait to see all these teams play. Still got my favorite for the Lakers. You got you're now you're now on my side. You finally you finally came over. Thinking the Lakers are gonna win. Thank you, thank you. But um, yeah, I mean I'm pumped. Yeah, so am I. This is gonna be. So, I cannot wait till the NBA is back. Basketball's been too long without basketball. Yeah, same. I it's this is this has been great talking about the NBA coming back, and I can't wait for those eight games to start. It can't they can't come soon can't come soon enough. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was starting sooner, but I understand the one month or practically two month that mini camp, whatever the players need. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I it's really it's going to be a lot of fun. We got we get to see a lot of play a lot of players who have never been in the playoffs before. We get to see we get to see Lonzo in the playoffs. I mean, that, yeah. that that's great. We get to see Zion. We get to see De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, these players who never been in the playoffs. We get to finally see them perform at a high level, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But any any last thoughts on your side? No, I got nothing. Do you have anything? Right. No, I think great talking about it. Yeah, great talking to you, Jack. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We're so happy the NBA is back. Signing off.